This is section 28 of More Newspaper Articles by Mark Twain. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Golden Era, July 2, 1865. Smith Brown Jones, a new contributor. Read by John Greenman. We take pleasure in announcing to our readers that we have secured the services of the eminent Smith B. Jones, Esquire, whose arrival by the last steamer has already been announced, and who will henceforth contribute weekly to our columns. Mr. Jones needs no introduction from us. His brilliant effusions have charmed the literati of both Europe and America, and are familiar to all although the literary services of mr jones have been procured by us only at a large pecuniary outlay as will be seen by the subjoined correspondence yet we heartily congratulate ourselves as well as our readers on the acquisition of our new contributor on tuesday last we addressed mr jones the following note Editorial Rooms, Golden Era, San Francisco, June 27, 1865. Smith Brown Jones, Esquire, Consequential Hotel. Dear Sir, Seeing your name in the list of arrivals by the steamship Sacramento, we take the liberty of addressing you at this early moment, to secure, if possible, the productions of your pen for the columns of the era pardon us for the business tenor of this note and for any seeming intrusion upon your privacy we are aware that the immense literary labors to which you have been subjected for years past have somewhat impaired your health and that you have come to our golden shores to seek in quiet and retirement that rest so much needed but our standing as the first literary paper of the pacific coast if not of the world demands of us that we should not allow the opportunity to pass unheeded what we ask is but a mere dash of your pen our readers will be grateful for a weekly contribution half a column or more in length to suit your own convenience of course and for which we will be glad to pay you at the rate of two hundred and fifty dollars per week we hope other engagements will not preclude your acceptance of our offer should our terms not meet your approval please bind yourself to no periodical until we have had an interview very respectfully editors golden era in reply we received the following somewhat incomprehensible production which however we place before our readers conscious that what flows from the pen of the gifted jones however erratic must be esteemed as beyond price consequential hotel san francisco june twenty eighth eighteen sixty five editors golden era gentlemen in replying to your kind and flattering note allow me to say at once that i accept your offer of the senatorship i do it advisedly and without fear of contradiction hon john c blank s says close at once with them john is a friend of mine came out on the steamer and as i before remarked advised me to appoint you next senator uh, no 
I, I mean you remarked me to advise you to appoint him in succession to senator to be me i am afraid that is not quite clear the fact is i am laboring under a slight indisposition arising from change of water i presume although i have taken but very little it's funny about that water i felt the change before we got in sight of the heads c blank s affects me in the same way too i mean he affects the water in the same way no that's not it either what i mean to say is the water affects him i know it does said he with tears in his eyes jones i love you you are the apple of my eye may we always be friends jones vote for me i assured him i would that i always had from infancy shook my hand affectionately and asked me to go below immediately descended to his stateroom in second cabin and took a glass of lemonade at my expense talked of old times of our adventures on the voyage last day board ship grew convivial and took a glass of lemonade for which i paid said he was our only sober senator and sent for some lemonade kindly allowed me to pay for it went on deck john said there jones can you see the heads felt annoyed thought john was too familiar was indignant rebuked him lemonade doesn't affect me in that way of course i can see a head think that went home john smiled sarcastic said don't mean can you see a head but can you see the heads told him couldn't see anything else unless i stood on tiptoe or went on upper deck which captain didn't allow to second-class passengers saw at once lemonade affected my friend laughed immoderately said i had made a joke abjured me above all things to vote for him called my attention to lime point said he was concerned in the swindle or at least he thought twas him said united states wanted to buy lime point owners anxious to sell in fact very anxious to sell big price big thing pulled wool over u s u s agreed to buy then he and broderick but especially he thought so at least stepped in advised u s not to buy stood by u s like a brother u s backed out didn't buy saved millions didn't make a cent out of himself didn't pawn his word asked me if i saw meg's wharf on right meg's his friend but unfortunate said that was alcatraz on my left immediately turned to a gentleman on my left mr alcatraz was happy to meet him sorry friend john hadn't introduced him before think gentleman on left had a pain in stomach said intoxicated beast made him sick looked for intoxicated beast didn't see him saw john john looked silly asked me if i was sick and if i didn't want to go ashore said he'd introduce governor low to me governor was friend of his anxious to see him i could vote for him but he was tricky thought we'd better take a hack and he could dumfoozle governor every time called hack hack said twenty dollars told him i'd see him first john said to hush said he'd make contract with hack was great on contracts then we made contract hack said where did he want to go told him yes we would and now 
Did he know it? Man said, We would take him. Ten dollars and the Russ house to us for three trunks, best carriage in state, both white, had preference for fast carriages that were white, always drove him. Told man ten horses too much. Would he give us fifteen? Man with carriage, impertinent. Think man intoxicated. Said he was no member of Congress and had no poor relations. No man was intoxicated. Tried to be funny. Said I was drunk. John asked him to sing. Carriage and I was to come in heavy on the chorus. Man failed to come to time. Said he couldn't sing except on flute. All of him laughed. Thought he was funny carriage. Fact was, all six of him too drunk. John said twas time to go home, and would have one more game, ten-cent ante and his deal. Lowe's chance wasn't worth a copper. He'd taken his straight. Also said he was sick, wished he hadn't come, and asked policeman if he was on it, and to beware of bowl. Intoxication was best policy, and he'd been a missionary once himself. Policeman very attentive. John wanted policeman to sing had great difficulty in getting policemen in carriage. John felt bad, wanted to know where Governor Lowe was, said policeman was dearest friend, gave policeman his spectacles, began to think John was toxicated, said, never mind, old boy, may be happy yet. Wanted to know if Russ Hotel dead-headed me. Didn't cost him cent. Asked policeman to dine with him, said if I paid, I'd better go to Consequential Hotel, chalk up house, and pay greenbacks. Said he was glad the war was over and would call policeman General McDowell, and was glad to see him. General McDowell, I mean policeman, borrowed two and a half of me and said I was all right. Think he had been drinking some, but apologized to him. Consequential House arrived, said good-bye to John. John wept bitterly and I am here, some sickly, but truly yours, S. B. Jones. End of The Golden Era, July 2, 1865 Read by John Greenman